yo, 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 ha ha, yeah, you have now entered Square Circle 101, you got your man that tie tie and stallion, Mr. Studio, now with me, my man's probably been with more women than you know, my man Shooter, how you doing today? Man, that's flies, vicious gossip, the allegations, man, don't put my business on the street, I done told you before. Facts are stats, I'm just talking, you know what I'm saying, make sure you hit us up on Twitter, at TalkingSmack101, or hit us up on Instagram, at SquaredCircle101, or hit us up on Facebook, at SquaredCircle101, and don't forget to download that SquaredCircle app, available in Google Play and iOS. Hey, I, you know what, I think I'd phase you out on the intro so much. When's the last time you said sweet science? Do you say it all the time or you just haven't said it? In a <laughs> the minute? sweet science? Yeah. I haven't said it in a while. I was just thinking about that. Actually no, you wasn't because if you was just thinking the about it, you would have did it the other day, man. Can I, can, I get a, can I get a run back on the sweet science, baby? We are here to discuss the sweet science. Yeah, there you go, man. Just in case we got some new listeners, man, like That's that wave saying. we just got, man, letting wow. them know where we was just at. So we actually had the most plays in two years since the first thanksgiving episode this well, actually got the well, third spot i it's, hope it's legit it's not even just that it's this episode was really popular but like it was the most placed in this short amount of time for yeah, the newest for, episode instead yeah. of people digging back in the archives so we want to give a special shout out to all the new listeners new fans owners in amsterdam hey hey netherlands man you guys came through man hey an addict will always be a fan of an addict. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. We look out for each other, right? That's what I'm saying. I'm addicted to the sweet science. Make Don't sure. overdo it. All right. Okay. <laughs> and we're coming at you live at Hub City. Not on video today, unless I put it up on Facebook Live or something. No, I need it for something else. But, and it's on silent. Now, let's talk about IMRCF.com. Yeah. Get a three-week free trial. I know my man Shooter lives there. He, has, uh, he works from home, which is the gym. And then he turns off the computer, works out, goes sees his girl, comes back to the gym. And I'm pretty. How accurate am I with that schedule? You're pretty accurate, man. I do live. I do live at the gym. I, I was real soft today. I didn't finish none of my workouts. I finished one workout, and I'm just tired. I'm broken right now, man. I'm. Just, I need to recoup, man. Emotionally that, or though, physically? Both. Both. Ah. I, I'm sorry to hear that. Hey, oh, get, your, get your life together, man. I'm it's sorry you're messing up all, all over here. drink you. like this. This episode brought to you by Hong Thong and the Thong Song. <laughs> <laughs> Thai whiskey since 1977. Now, check them out. Three-week free trial. You tell them Sunny Shooter set you. And that's it. Check them out. See what you got. What we got for me? How we winning? Stop getting distracted by things that have nothing to do with your goals. So don't look at hot girls. Always look at hot girls, but Always. that better be the motivation. That you got, you got, <laughs> you, you can look at them, but don't let that be the distraction don't for if it doesn't have nothing to right. do with your goals, man. That's what it is. That's what we talk about. Something really, something really basic, oh, though. A lot of times we get distracted by just the little things. Your phone. And it just take, hey, it takes your eye off the prize, man. That's right. Unless the prize is that girl, and as long as you're not a rapist, it's cool with me. Oh, God, man. <laughs> man, you know what? We it got, would be right if we started an episode with. I actually, oh, I actually think we got a really, really interesting show today, know, man. We right? got a lot of we got a lot of fights that we just went over, mm-hmm. and then we still got the countdown to Canelo. We we have a lot, yeah, of things to cover today, and then something special for you at the very, very end too. I think we should switch that and leave off with that after we do the what's the top twenty six? Yeah, top twenty six. I think that should be dead last. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So let's get to this. Let's get to the gangster stuff as we. Like to refer to here at Square Circle. Bow, bow. Where do you want to start off? The Gypsy King. Tyson Fury. I'm a fan. You're a fan? I, I like the man. 
anybody who has a background of Tony Montana, overweight, overcoming, coming early, who knows what it is. See, you're thinking more Scarface. I'm thinking more Despicable Me. Ha. With the there glue legs, man. He the skinny legs and the big upper body, man. It looks like he always skipped leg day in the gym. That's the only thing that really bothered me with Tyson Fury. But when you talk about entertaining, this guy's very, very entertaining. Yeah. And even though he has the glue legs, he's really quick and light on his feet. We've seen it before in his comeback. We've seen it before in his comeback fight, which wasn't that good. It wasn't I that he good at really all. Really good against Pianeta. He, I know. But there's going to be more talk about what happened after the fight than this actual fight. But he did basically school this boy. I like the way that he was able to go in and out of the corner when he got any time he did get kind of uh, the ring cut off. And he was able to k- trap him in there. He's able to, you know, jab his way out, use combinations. But I didn't see a lot of power behind it, um, which I think is not good with the matchup that he's going to be facing. That he's going to be looking forward to. We'll get to that. Let, let's, let's get to this. So... Yeah, he looked good for what the fight was supposed yeah. to be. He looked good for what against Francisco Pianeta. I this guy came in thirty five and four, mm-hmm. but he just wasn't. Class he just wasn't the class. Yeah, he just and, wasn't and, the class and, of fighter. Which this class was told was. within the first three minutes. It pretty was. much, pretty much, and and it was a showcase fight for Tyson Fury. A knockout would have been a better showcase for him, but it was a pretty dominant performance against a, a ranked heavyweight, a guy who's Are you? Are you a fan of Tyson Fury? Yes. You are? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Smack talk, mind games, mm-hmm. you know, the swagger. It's kind of like a heavyweight Billy Joe Saunders kind of. Is that, yeah. what, you're, is that what you're looking at? That's racist. Just because they're both gypsies. Yeah. No, that's probably right. It's exactly why I like them. Cause, because they're both gypsies and they're exactly there. If I was a European, I, I would be a gypsy. Even if I wasn't, I would just become one. I'm not a fan of Tyson Fury, but you know what? He's good for the sport. Great. I love him for the sport. So mm-hmm. it's just like, even though I have no interest in seeing, just because like literally his last, I've seen a, I've seen quite a few of his fights, but the last three fights, including the Klitschko fight, I'm just like, eh, whatever. Eh, not, not, but every, he's more entertaining to me outside the ring than he is inside the ring. Mayweather McGregor. That's what that is. Right yeah, hey, real hey. talk though. Mayweather, period. Well, yeah. well, we're, I'm still a fan of Mayweather inside the ring, but what he does outside the ring as far as Tyson Fury, that's what I'm a fan of yeah. more. The smack talk. The head games in my games, just like you said, like Billy Joe Saunders. I think he's great for the sport. And the fact that he's 27-0 with 19 knockouts and he's getting the job done, he's really quick for a heavyweight. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of that more than I am an actual fight, a fan of his fighting. Uh, when uh, Deontay Wilder showed up to watch the fight with Pianetta, he was greeted by Billy Joe Saunders at the door. It was a good interaction. They, they gave each other dabs like, like, uh, like 10, 15 times and, and within a two-minute conversation. Every time they said something, like, oh, I'll respect <laughs> it, 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 well, first of all, it has to be because Billy Joe Saunders can't really do nothing with yeah. Deontay Wilder, the, the, the heavyweight But Deontay Wilder right also knows that he's not at home. Yeah. The, hey, real talk, though. It's just <laughs> like, hey, hey, one of my favorite lines, hey, one of my favorite lines in uh, Tombstone, he was like, you may get me in a rush, but not before I make his head into a canoe. Deontay Wilder could take a few guys out before they get him in a rush, but they still get him, though. So I don't know how many it would take. But I knew how many they were going to use. <laughs> it's a Ron so, White joke right there. <laughs> all right, man. Out. No. But the interaction, I didn't get to see the interaction after, because you watched this live, correct? Yes. So explain to me the interaction between Dante, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury after the fight. Well, Tyson Fury, you could tell a man that he knows that he has a lot of respect for. He doesn't fear him. 
He's definitely nervous and, and anxious probably to get in the ring with Deontay Wilder because this is the guy. One thing about these gypsies we know is that they, they, they want to see what the hype's about. Yeah. David Lemieux, with, with him and uh, uh, BJ, my man Billy Joe, Billy Joe wanted to see what the hype was about. Yeah. And he took that boy to school, right? And Tyson Fury has the boxing skills and the mouth to do that to Deontay Wilder. But on this thing, the best thing that Tyson Fury said was, because uh, respectfully, you know, they went to him first on comment, and he was just like, you know, it's, it's very simple. We knew that, you know, uh, everybody knows that, you know, the, the coward, the chicken, AJ, didn't want to take the fight. That's the first thing he said. He said, they called me, I answered my phone. They sent me the contract, I signed the contract. It's exactly what he said. And it was all respect, too. Uh, they didn't get into too much smack talk in there face-to-face. And it was great, though, because you, it, the same, it, that was the same level of respect that Deontay Wilder gave. He was just like, hey, we wanted to make the biggest fight we could make. The other guy wasn't answering the call. And, uh, and Tyson Fury answered the phone. Pretty simple. Okay, one another thing that I read. Well, it's not even going to be what, what Tyson Fury said, but it's about the... You said he sent out a contract. Now it's like this is one of the things I got from Eagle uh, Boxing Eagle. Tyson Fury's promoter Frank Warren and Miss Team Deontay Wilder agreed to the Tyson Fury 50-50 purse split to make the fight happen. Wilder could have easily used his belt momentum, rising star yes. power to not give Tyson his just do an offer him a flat rate, like AJ and Eddie, but didn't. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I think that is a Al Heyman move, a hundred percent Al Heyman move, because now. They're going to turn this into a pay-per-view fight, right? One thing about, I'm not a fan of watching him, but he, he's definitely, a, a, I'm a fan of his knowledge and his writing skills. But Dan Raphael definitely said, suggested and said, you know, this is going to be a Showtime pay-per-view fight, which is, he's right. And they're going to, there's going to be more hype around this fight, potentially, possibly until, you know, if, if Deontay Wilder knocks out Tyson Fury within six rounds, that's the only way that the Tyson, I, th- I think, that the AJ, Deontay Wilder fight could have bigger press. Just because the smack talk that's going to be leading up to this fight is going to be insane. With respect, but talking smack, I assume. And, and I think that hype around it changes the entire negotiations on the fight. I think the only thing that doesn't change is the, is the location. I've only said, said this a few times in, since we've started this. This was episode 109. I agree with you 100% correct. I think the way that Tyson Fury is going to approach this, he's going to talk a smack, but it's going to be with a level of respect because yep. this is not somebody you really want to make mad. No. But you know what was really funny about this? But you want to sell the fight. But you, you want to sell the fight. Deontay Wilder, I see him winning this fight, but I think this is going to be really harder than this it looks. Gonna, this is a 60-40 fight, be, bro. It's, it's, I will give Deontay Wilder because Luis Ortiz is a better boxer, and he has more power than Tyson Fury. But with the mind games alone, he could frustrate Deontay Wilder. If he can take a punch and he can take the power, which we have seen nobody has really been able to, but if you can frustrate him, tie him up, and just get into his head, you could really make this yep. uh, Muhammad Ali slash, you know, George Foreman. George, Forman, George Forman type thing. Easy. Now, Easy. listen, you guys, whether you've known me from the first episode or now, I'm not comparing Muhammad Ali and Tyson Fury, not saying they're the same person. That said, that, that type, type, type of, of style, style, like the yes, frustration, yes. let him wear himself out. And if you think so, talk smack to us. Talk smack one Yeah, real talk. I mean, if you think about it, how many times has Deontay Wilder gone the full once. 12 rounds? Once. He did once. Once. Remains to burn. 
And he, he, are, he avenged that one pretty bad. For, yeah. If Tyson Fury, <laughs> if he's in shape enough to frustrate him and tie him up and try to get him into that deep water territory, he's not going to knock him out. Mm-hmm. But he can definitely win and score something like a Klitschko, like the Klitschko Tyson gonna, Fury I, fight. This is going to be a pretty big fight, I think. Um, and they're looking to do it this year. That's a, that's a good way to finish At the beginning year. of this year, with all the hype and everything that we were trying and we were looking forward to, did you ever do would this even appear on your radar? Tyson Fury versus Not Deontay at all. Wilder? Not at all. Not even a thought of it. it, it I would have entert- laughed at you if you told me in January. I was like, <laughs> uh, you don't know boxing. <laughs> no, but even on, yeah. even on top of that, with the 50 50 purse split. Mm-hmm. That just makes it. Now, I've always said I would take Anthony Joshua in the fight over Deontay Wilder. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a fan of Deontay Wilder. This made me like Wilder even more to get this fight. So mm-hmm. we know who was the snail and who was dragging her feet to get this fight made. And that's Anthony Joshua's camp. Mm-hmm. Because the money wasn't as much as an option yep. as he made it out to be. Yep. As Anthony Joshua made it out to be. So a respect, respect to the WBC champ, Deontay Wilder. I'm happy that you made this fight that lets you know that you you're willing to take on anybody who's a challenge yep. look you go from Luis Ortiz to Tyson Fury that's I mean, the Bur- best Bur- of the best hey what is it no Luis Ortiz to Bermain Stavern to no Bermain Stavern Luis Ortiz and then uh Tyson Fury man mm-hmm. that's a great track record yeah it's a great track record fighting the best of the best of the best yeah right down the heavyweight division and and that's 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 what true champs do and this is the smartest move by their camp to pursue it. I don't know if this is the best decision for Tyson Fury's camp, but strike Tyson while you're Fury, hot. Well, the thing is, Tyson Fury, it, it may not have to be the smart move, but you have no cards. Yep. You have no belts. Yep. You don't have the well, you have the draw in your country. You can't you can't bring that over here because your fights aren't entertaining UK enough. fighters show up. Yeah. You can't you're not gonna bring that entertainment over here to the US. Because nobody's going to watch that. Well, we will watch it Well, reluctantly. I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Because he's the gypsy king. And we know how gypsies travel. <laughs> In fact, we could have a possible infestation amongst us here in the U.S. So we'll see what happens. But it's okay because I, I want to hang with you guys because I like hookers and blow myself. But that's just me and my you personal You like dags opinion. too? Hmm? You like dags too? Dags. Dags? I like dags. You like dags? I like dags. Okay, that's all. Pikas. <laughs> Now let's talk about the main event of this fight card. Carl the Jackal Frampton. Boy, did he eat this dude alive. So you was able to see this. And because, I don't know, YouTube is beefing with our country, I wasn't I able so. to see this. I was able to see the Tyson Fury fight, but not live. But mm-hmm. I was not able to see this. Watch the highlights, and then you told me it was a one-way domination. And that's exactly <laughs> what it looked like. He beat, the, he beat this boy down. It looks like I saw a knockdown in round eight from a body shot. And he crumbled him, and then I saw uh, his corner threw in the towel round nine. It was just just looking bad. And then yeah. I saw and I saw the pictures of him afterwards from Carl Frampton from Luke Jackson. Like he yeah, robbed he him. Looked, yeah, like man. he stole something, right? It, it was like he looked like the victim of something, right? I feel like there should be Carl Frampton should have been arrested outside the ring, and then they should have been realized they were at a boxing match later, like or possible domestic violence. If this was a gay couple, this would make the news for sure. Because, like, it would be bad the way that he manhandled this boy. And Luke Jackson was a name. Was. 16-0 and 0 with seven knockouts is what he came in the ring with. He shouldn't have been in the ring with Carl Frampton. No. 100% not. This was a guy that, that has mass appeal. 
on a, on that level out there in the UK. A Carl Frampton was a dude that uh gave him an opportunity that he wasn't. I I'm not gonna say he wasn't ready for, but he wasn't not ready for the fight, but not ready for the experience. If anything, we're gonna call this the Tyler Durden. Yes. I wanted to destroy something beautiful. That's exactly, That's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. Yeah. He fight clubbed him. And oh, for sure. Carl Frampton, sure. this is the hurt business. So you're wrong for how you did that, boy. But we understand it's <laughs> part of the business. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you get him in the ring, they fight. Hey, you can't. <laughs> I, hey, when I, I grew up, when I grew up hooping, whether they're kids, whether they're adults, if you do somebody in, mm-hmm. don't step on the court. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Don't step in the ring unless you prepare for this. Yeah. That's for sure, man. And, and, and I even mentioned last week we talked about was Carl Frampton, you know, overlooking. Yeah, it was okay to overlook this guy. But how would you feel about him now in an Oscar Valdez matchup? I already said that that would have been a great matchup mm-hmm. for And it's, I would give him Oscar the, Valdez I would just, got his job broken against yeah. when, he, when he beat the brakes off of Scott Quigg. He still got yeah. his job broken mm-hmm. while he beat the brakes. That's a, that's a soldier right there. So, but this is not that kind of fight against a Carl Frampton. He has to be smart in that ring against Carl Frampton because he's not oh, going to yeah. brawl. Oh yeah, he's not going to be able to brawl with you, it. And you, I will give we Carl saw what Frampton. he did to Leo Santa Cruz in the first fight. We've seen what he did to Scott Quigg. We've seen the way he dismantled Luke Jackson. And then it's easy. And it's easy to get. The way he, he and it's easy to get Valdez in yeah. a brawling match too. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. And I respect the kid with the heart. But hey, yo, man, if you want to last a while in this game, yeah. Carl Frampton's not the dude that you do that. You box him like you Leo. Box you him. like Leo you, Santa Cruz. You have to outsmart him in the ring. If not, this is going to be easy night for Carl Frampton. I think. I'm not gonna say easy, but yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. He'll make, he might it, it might be a Floyd thing, you know, where he could make it look easy. I think he could do that against Oscar Valdez, but we'll see what happens because Oscar Valdez is young. You see Luke Jackson. You see Luke Jackson when he's looking at the ref, like, yeah. "Hey man, what are you doing? Hey, what yeah. are you let, are you gonna let him beat me up <laughs> before his corner threw it to tell? Like he was just like, "What am I doing? It's like I'm trying to quit, but you're not calling it, yeah. and I don't want to quit. <laughs> yeah. Not really." But can somebody? Okay, cool. There's a towel. There's a towel. Cool. Yeah. 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 Is, hey. yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Hey, At least the ref didn't stand there and tell him to get up. <laughs> hey, you don't want no parts of this, do we? No, you don't, you don't want no, part, want no hey, part, part of this. No parts of this you don't want no part of this. Carl man. Frampton, shout off. Shout out to you. Does he have any belts? He doesn't have any belts, does He's he? He's the interim for the WBO. So, no, the answer is no. No. No real belts. No real belts. Well, hopefully, we'll see a. Uh, Big matchup with him, Oscar Valdez. I would say at the beginning of the year. Here, let me see. Something. What division is one twenty six? Right, one twenty six in the featherweight. We have Leo Santa and Cruz. Then, we got Abner Mares. So we got yeah, we got uh, Gary Russell Jr., Josh Warrington. Uh, one thing I, while we're talking about it, how do you feel about a potential uh, Abner Mares moving up in weight for Javante Davis? Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that. There's rumors. He's going to get his head knocked off. Right. That pretty like, little face will hey, get destroyed. That's it, for sure. It, actually, it may not be destroyed, man. It may just be one swift. It, it's like when you get knocked out, it doesn't hurt as much because you yeah. got knocked out instead of taking a beating. Right. I think that'll be a quick one. Yeah, but that, that's the name I want to see against Carl Frampton, actually. That's good. Like, Abner Mars. Like, maybe not as bad, but I see... Jaime Munguia versus Saddam Ali happening in that yeah. fight. <laughs> Just too big, too strong. Yeah. Too big, too strong for yeah. him. That's what it is. Now, who else we got? 126. We got Oscar Valdez, Carl Frampton. Are you talking about Santa Champ? Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Champs, yeah. Josh Warrington, Leo Santa Cruz, and Gary Russell Jr. Now, so they, that's who they're talking about next because that's who he's number one uh, where he's the interim for. Yeah. It's Josh so, Warrington. Yeah. Well, he said he's the de- – 
Oscar Valdez is the lineal, the WBO champ, yeah. and Carl Frampton is under it. So I understand going after Oscar Valdez. Mm-hmm. He, he may. I mean, I think he can. I think he'd take. I, I think Josh Warrington. I would take Josh Warrington. I would. I would do that for. Valdez. That's a little bit easier. It's mm-hmm. a little easier way out. Yeah. But I, if you want to take Oscar Valdez, man, I say, hey, I understand you. Get I understand you. Yeah, he'll probably fight Warrington. Just that's where the money would lead us, and then maybe Oscar Valdez. That would that would be a bigger matchup at the beginning of the year if he score that fight at the end of this year. And I kind of, I do kind of like the way that he's uh, he's kind of moved on from Leo Santa Cruz, but at the same time, he still mentions it. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you got to, because that man owes you something. And Leo Santa Cruz, I understand you did this twice, and it was tough both times. But hey, yo, man. We don't do the we don't do the ties, man. Mm-hmm. The rub, the rubber match has to be done. It needs to be made. Yep. And I and I'm not trying to have no Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, twenty years later and have yeah. this happen towards the end of your careers, yeah. man. Get where it's done, a cha- get it's it. a charity match, yeah. right? Now let's talk about Tacoma real quick. Mike Mike Gavronsky fought on Saturday night, but I heard there's more entertainment Saturday night, possibly with you. What happened? Oh, that was Thursday night. What happened at uh, the DOA on the night? It made the news. Um, oh, you're to- oh, okay. I thought you was talking about. I, I, I know what you're talking about. Nah. So if any guys, if any of you guys know, man, listen and listen. I'm a my second job that I actually really enjoy is I'm a bouncer, mm-hmm. and then so and a heartbreaker by day, basically. And then, so the other bouncer that I work with, he wasn't even working at that time, but he's one of those guys. He shoots first, asks questions last. Didn't shoot anybody. But there was this guy burning out and who's actually caused troubles around the bars in that area. So he ends up hopping onto the car while this dude smashes off and drives a few, not a few miles, like around, he drives around the Tacoma area with him in the backseat. And he's just like, dude was trying to spin out like on a car and try to get him to shake him off the car. And he didn't. My boy ended up jumping out of the car and he called the cops and he ended up getting arrested and had to go down to the police station and all that kind of stuff like that. So that okay. wasn't that wasn't me, but that was my boy. And I just told him, I was like, why? 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 You're not why? In the I, was like, I was like, I was like, hey, I was like, super cop, man. I, That's You funny. weren't working. So the article I read sounded nothing like that. Oh. <laughs> it sounded like it was a racial attack. Is what is the way they made it sound like like this guy and this guy was like saying racial slurs. They even mentioned that somehow your friend was in the back seat and possibly unconscious. It was yeah, yeah. it was crazy. Like the article, dang, the news be. They gotta make it. They gotta make the news, man. Especially it's definitely when you some get, f news. <laughs> fake news. No, nah, I was I was thinking about another four letter f word, but oh. whatever, because <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, right, I'm glad because I thought it was you. You thought it was me? Nah, yeah. man. Mm-mm. You, come on. What day of the week was it? It's like Thursday. It was Thursday. You were working, obviously. <laughs> yeah. What? No, I think it was the day before. I think it was a couple days before okay. that that happened. But when it actually went down, like, nah, that ain't me, man. You know, I don't. No, nah, I had to. I had to do my own investigations and, and look at your last Twitter post. And that was like six hours ago. I was like, yeah, definitely not him. Yeah. He nah. tweeted that this morning. So, all right. <laughs> now, while we on the topic of Tacoma, let's talk about Mike Gavronsky or Jesse Hart versus Mike Gavronsky. In what was it? Nine minutes of a fight. Well, I was rooting for the Tacoma boy, but definitely overmatched, oversized, like undersized. Uh, Jesse Hart's boxing IQ and his power—he was just killing. That was he easy just, work. He was tough, but he was just uh, Mike Gravonsky was just outclassed. Yeah, he's a rumbler. <sighs> he slumped him. Yeah, he slumped him. 
He was. I mean, I understand why you would go for Mike Ravonsky because we've seen him mul- multiple occasions. I, I, it's not that I thought he was going to win. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's just one of those where you're just ho- you're just hoping. You yeah, get to I, I, I rooted for Augie Sanchez against Prince Nassim because he's from <laughs> Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had no thoughts that he was. Not understandable. I understand. Yeah. I, I, they I fought on my that. birthday, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, this, so Jesse Hart, he's, this, is, this man is on a mission. Yeah. He, he has a little bit more to fight for, for uh, than Mike Gravonsky did. Mike Gravonsky. He wants respect. He, he just is getting his name out there. Yeah. We know him about him, but. He wants that rematch round. against Gilberto Zerto Ramirez. Yeah, his, only, his only blemish on his record. Mm-hmm. And it was a unanimous decision. Yep. So he said he's a different fighter from now. He's mm-hmm. knocked out the last three fighters. Mm-hmm. Zerto, man, he's calling you out. He's been calling you out and he wants it. I wouldn't mind seeing that again. I want it. You wouldn't who? Badly. I want to fight badly. You want you want to fight bad. I want to fight very bad, because I think Jesse Hart will carry momentum into that that can make him a favorite in this fight. Because who has Gilberto Ramirez fought since, and how was his wins? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Zerto, we watched him. They've been his last versus Angulo was unanimous decision. Habib Ahmed was a TKO, and then Jesse Hart. So. He had a TKO and then a unanimous decision, so two fights instead. Yep. Jesse R definitely looks better out of that. His fights are more memorable, I would say. Yep. And that, and that, that can give him an advantage betting-wise, I'd most, say. And most of his fights have been ending in Zert, well, Zerto's last, was it, we'll just say about, like, you know, eight, nine fights have been unanimous decisions, yeah. most of them except for that TKO. So all of them he's been going the distance in. He got a little bit more momentum. For Jesse Hart to get him out of there, but at the same time, you do want to train for a longer fight. Okay. So you don't yes. want you don't want Zerto to take you to deep territory. You want to you, you want to prepare for 15 rounds in that one. Yes. Prepare for 15 rounds for you sure. But it. hopefully this fight will get made because now this should line him up as the number one. So, yeah, we had Jesse Hart um, had three knockdowns, well two knockdowns in round three, and then he ended up TKOing the guy in round four. Yeah. Th- yeah. Nope. No, end of round three. Yeah. If I was called around round three. Round three, yep. So I think, uh, I think Gavronsky shook it off as no, yep. right? No, yeah, he was. He quit. He didn't quit, but he just knew. Yeah, he quit. Anyways, but let's talk about the main event. You know what's always fun to watch is big dudes fight. Always. Always fun to watch big dudes brawl, especially when, when dudes don't get knocked out right away. Always excitement. Sometimes, even when it's a slow brawl, they can land a couple big punches this was one of those fights. So, you know Talk what about was funny event. about you know what was funny about this mm-hmm. is it sounds like they were trying to hand out a ten man award before they started. Yeah, and they on, talked on about how right? uh, Dimitrenko how he had no heart and it just getting the fights just does not finish him and doesn't want to finish him doesn't look like he wants to. And I saw a lot of remnants of that mm-hmm. during this fight. So he was very slow. He was sluggish, but he did get that knockdown in round four. Yes, he did get it. He caught him. But he hold he held and grabbed a lot. Brian Jennings, good comeback win. Good comeback win. Better. He's just a better. Good boxer. stop by the ref. Terrible stoppage by the ref. Okay. I don't think they should have stopped it. And I thought Dimitrinko. I thought he. It still looked like he wanted to fight. Yeah. And like he it doesn't look like he was hurt. Doesn't look mm-hmm. like he was out on his feet. Yeah. He could still walk. He was hurt a little bit, but he was definitely he. Yeah. He was half concussed. So on my, when I'm at work, mm-hmm. 
at the at when I'm bouncing. At strip club. Oh, no, no. When I'm bouncing, some days I get really lazy mm-hmm. and I get tired, and I look at the other. I'm like, "Yo, man, let's shut this place down early." You'd we be call, the worst kicker hey, ever. Hey, we call last call a little bit early. We kick them out a little bit early. Carvin's like, "Last call. It's one o'clock." Hey, hey. You know what? And they, and people no people would be like twelve fifty. No, because people would be like, "Hey, what what what's going? No wait time close. We want to go home too. I'm tired." I don't want to be here right now. It's just like, hey, just because you're kicking it doesn't mean that I don't want to go home and sleep. You ever think these refs do that? And that's the reason why they call some of these stops in these fights. It's just like, yeah. hey, man, you're done. You're done. You're, you're done. done. You're hey, done. my wife is mad at me. Yeah. I, I, look, I got to go home. I, I, told, I told her I was supposed to cook dinner. <laughs> I was just I just was thrown into this match. I told my wife I was off today. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened with some of these refs. That's, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop bashing refs, yeah, yeah. and I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt and let them know that they had something. Hey, for the working man, because the refs work too, man. Sometimes they got lives outside of this. We like boxing. Boxing is our lives. But give these refs some some yeah. some credit. Hey, I understand you got to get home. That's what I'm blaming a stoppage on. He had to go home and cook dinner, man. That's what it is. Now, Brian Jennings has already lost to Deontay Wilder. Um, I believe he's lost to uh, Luis Ortiz also. When Luis Ortiz beat him up when he, when he ran for 10, 10 or 12 rounds or whatever. So... This is a guy that they keep they they hyped him up as the for you know for the main event, which turned out to be a good entertaining main event for heavyweights. But this is a guy who this is going to be I think Dylan Weiss next opponent. Nah, he lost to um, Klitschko and Ortiz. And Ortiz, right? Yeah. He's fought Deontay Wilder yet? No. Nope. Okay, so Deontay Wilder is probably that's who he's aiming for. At least what they said. He's quite a few ways around it. I could see him probably getting matched up against maybe a Derek Chisora or Dylan White, possibly. And that, and that would be most, the most likely candidates for him next. Most likely Dylan White, because that would be a good name to beat while you're waiting for, yeah. for Deont- one of these Deontay Wilder is sewn up for the next yeah. couple of fights. AJ's sewn up, too. So instead of, <laughs> and instead of going after him, I, I, I guarantee that's probably going to be the next fight, Dylan White versus Brian Jennings. It makes sense. It's okay to clear, it's okay to clear out all the yeah, underlings under sense. that and just mm-hmm. be like, hey, when nobody's left standing, you can't, hey, yep. I just beat them. Mm-hmm. I just beat a couple of people that you were waiting for. Because yep. so, you know the next two fights are going to be with Deontay Wilder. And that's a fight be. worth watching, too, I think, as far as for boxing fans. It, yeah. not, my, it wouldn't be no big brawl because Dylan White... He likes to box a little. It's but. not going to be no Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, no, but it'll sure. still be it'll still be good. It's it's like you have you have any show, and then you also you have like when you're watching a show, you have your main point or your main mm-hmm. theme of the show. But then you know how you have sub stories on the yeah. show, so something that's like kind of like off. This the Brian Jennings, uh, Dylan White would kind of be like that sub story. Yeah. So it's just like okay, this has been what's leading up, and this is how it's going to yep. connect. That's how you're going to relate that exactly. So it'll be it's going to be good for boxing. It's going to be good for the heavyweight division. Brian Jennings and is Joseph Parker. There's another one hey. right there. What are you gonna do? There you go. That'd be a good matchup as well. Now. What I think can create new boxing fans. We're going to move on from this one. Brian Jennings, that was the main event for last Saturday. Yeah, that was the main event. Yep, KO round nine. Now, we're going to move on from uh, that one and talk about what could possibly bring in new boxing fans for the U.S. particularly. Uh, it kicks off the first press conference for BJS, my man, Billy Joe Saunders versus Boo Boo, Demetrius Boo Boo Andrade. Mm-hmm. It's off this Friday coming up. And I think that's a very good one because I think there's going to be a lot of smack talk. Yeah. And as of right now, I would ha- I'm going to lean towards my man Billy Joe Saunders. I understand as that as a heavy favorite, possibly. And I could I could see him beating this man 
mentally before the before they walk in. If he can get this boy flustered, because I don't think Demetrius Aldridge has ever been. He's never faced anybody with this kind of mouth. I'm going to say you're wrong. Bubul Andrade, and who I actually would pick to win this fight, has a more calm demeanor. So it's one thing if you get baited into Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, they, they're going to talk just the way AJ, AJ was talking and just like anybody else is going to talk. And that's how you can get under somebody if they engage in yeah. that. What did, what did hey, we're going to take, we're going to take it back. What was his name? Um, MC Shan and <laughs> Karis one. He said, Karis one said all he, hey, all he had to do was not respond. And that's how he would have beat me. And yeah. now with Karis one would have never been born. Yeah. All Demetrius Andrade has to do is not engage. Mm-hmm. The, do you think he's not? I don't think he will. I think it, I think it's re, I think regular bo- boxing talk, but to where he's going to get under his skin, I don't think he will. You don't think Billy Joe can do it because this is a guy whose reputation is starting to get his his mouth is starting to get him a big reputation. Yeah, and and the work the schooling he put on David Lemieux kind of cemented his skills. And I don't. Who's a better boxer, Andre or David Lemieux? Two different styles, of two course. Two different styles. We're gonna find out who's smarter. Who's 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 had better? Who's went against better, better opposition? Billy Joe. Billy Joe's went against better opposition. Hands down. But I see the style, and just in his last fight was Demetrius Andrade. The last fight that we watched, what was? Uh, uh, Alvarez Fox, I think his name is. Let me see. Let's see if I'm right with this one. And you know that usually the if you're a betting man, you're gonna bet in my favor. Or actually you bet against me because the odds are would be in my favor, so that we get the higher payout if you if I was wrong. But I wanna say Alvarez Fox. Alanis Fox. Ah, Fox, that's close. Yep. And that's the one where he basically pitched the shutout, yeah. but he did it from he boxed from the center of the ring. Yeah. Did not move. Mm-hmm. Okay. Billy Joe Billy Joe Saunders is going to sit there after a box somebody who's just as quick, what's, just as fast, and a higher what's the size IQ. Size matchup. Let's, let's get a size matchup on this because uh, I think our stances are probably going to get set on this. Okay, one. Okay, so my guy's a southpaw. He's six one. Your 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 guy. Yep. Races again. <laughs> hey hey, I know you would have picked Jesse Hart if you could do it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> so no, he's six one. Demetrius Andre Andre. What's his reach? Hold on, let me see. And then five eleven. Okay. So five eleven is Billy Joe Saunders. Let me see. So six foot five eleven. So yep. literally an inch difference. But what's the reach difference? Six six one. Six one. Okay, so two, two inches. inches. Let's see what we got. Who's got the gorilla arms? Hopefully not the Demetrius, because then we have to retract that statement. Both southpaws. Ooh, on. interesting. I'd have to. Uh, ah, don't worry about it. Me here. We'll, you know, we'll find that out the night of the fight. But this is—I'm excited about this fight. I like Billy Joe Saunders, and I really like to see him get in against a very, very highly skilled fighter like Demetrius Andrade, who, who's over just do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. His his due is—it's overboard. He's so, he's almost I mean, past. This his isn't. Prime. I mean, this fight isn't going to take place until the end of yeah. towards the end of October. So we got Not a little bit of time. In the US to, either too. The, we got a little bit of time to that. But we'll if we're out. looking at the last time Billy Joe Saunders was a Yoan Bloyer was mm-hmm. the last time he knocked anybody else out. So everything that he's fought has been majority and unanimous decisions. Yeah. So that means he's been boxing. Yeah, he's been boxing. He's twenty six and zero with yeah. twelve knockouts. So okay. he is a boxer. Big. Now we're talking about somebody. 
25 and 0 with 16 knockouts, a pure boxer as well, who has a, who's a little bit bigger. Okay. So we're gonna see, we're gonna see how this rolls out though. But we know what it we know what it is. I'm excited. What I look like, Boo Boo the Fool. Boo Boo the Fool. Now I'm also excited about what else airs on the 24th, the same day on Friday is the Contender. I got a, got a little preview of it. You got to see uh, I saw my man Andre Ward on first take this morning. Yeah. So it's, it was good to see him talk about it. The little the little promo they they threw on uh, first take was cool, inspiring. Definitely made me want to watch it. And one of the best things I like going into this is that I'm not very well versed on any of the fighters. I'm not aware, I, I and, I didn't, and I purposely not looked into it because of it. This is how I know that you spend too much time with me mm-hmm. because I purposely didn't look up anything, any background stories on the contender yeah. so I can be a pure fan. Pure fan. I can be yes. a pure novice, yes. novice of it. Of I, course, we'll go in there and we'll get to the records, but yeah, we'll, I but, want I want to get in there and I want to see where this leads from the very beginning and not know anything. And I think it's more entertaining for when we do talk about the show yeah. is talk about it as on a, like a fanboy perspective and yeah. not as an analyst because we'll, we'll have better insights. Um, I think a, a better perspective from the outside. And then in. also at this, and also at and the, same, at the time, same time, being critics of the show, yeah. being critics of the show. But when you don't know anything going into it, you're a little bit more hesitant to prejudge. Yeah. So that's one thing I didn't want to do. I don't want to be like, all right, this guy, man, he, he should lose or he should. I want to see what these guys built from, from not knowing anything. That's how I felt watching Sicario, the first one. Oh man. Right. Not know much about into it. What is this about? I and, you know we hey, love we love that's how I felt about, Hey, same year. That's how I felt about Sicario and John Wick. Yeah, oh yeah. I remember yeah. John Wick. I was looking no. around like, hey, does anybody realize what we're watching here? Yeah. This is great. I went and saw John Wick strictly off referral. Everybody's like, this movie, you got just go watch it. I yeah. matter of fact, I deserve promotional credits for John Wick because I'm I'm pretty sure I accounted for at least a thousand people watching it Probably. in theaters. And hopefully we'll count for another thousand of the contender when it airs on, uh, I want to say Epics, I think. But we'll probably stream it the way we stream it for free. But that's how we do it here at, at Squared Circle 101. Make sure you hit us up on Instagram at Squared Circle 101. Or hit us up on Facebook at Squared Circle 101. Or talk a little spec to us on Twitter. And don't forget to download that Squared Circle app. Now, Andre Ward, he's he ain't coming back, man. Yeah. One of the things he said on first take was that, this is one of the busiest years of his, his first year of retirement has been one of the busiest years of his life ever. And that's how, that's how you know he ain't coming back. <laughs> is it because you took a lot of years off for promotional issues? Possibly. Possibly. But so. and also he, he was very clear about how he was smart with his money. Yeah. And one of the, thing, one of the things in the promo was he was talking about one of the fighters because it showed him sparring with him. So I think that's a good perspective because I, I, he might spar with everybody, and uh, that'll mm. be fun. And that'll be a, that'll be his way to kind of keep that competitive edge, yeah. like getting there and spar and just play around. Exactly. Because the thing is, you, nobody's really going to put yeah. hands on Andre Ward like well, in there. You're not yeah. going to unless you're like well, a heavyweight. The thing or something was, like he talked about. With the, I, I forgot the name of who it was, but he said that you know when he was in with that guy, all it did was make him think about what he had to do to beat this guy and win. And then he just thought about all the things you were good at, you know? Yeah. And he said, you know, think about what he had to do is what made him miss being a fighter. But then everything he was going against reminded him why he retired. Yeah. I know, <laughs> and I thought I just, that was a good comment. That you know what, one. though? It's even though I work out all the time, I'm working out six days a week and I'm really competitive in what He's I working do. working out right profit. now, actually. It, yeah. It is. <laughs> When you realize when I was coming out of when I was playing college ball, yeah. one of the coaches we had a young assistant coach at the time, man, Reggie Ball, Hooper, Hooper, and then so one time this was before I had a this was before a shooter was shooter before I had a jumper because ah. all I was I was really quick going to the hole. Hey, 
first step dunking. Yeah. That's all it was. I was drop step dunking. Nuts and I was on like, your chin. Base, yeah, shoulders, neck, all that kind of stuff. Easy. So we, I played him one on one. He was like, at first he said that you, you know, you have to have a jumper to beat me. So I played him one on one. Right? Was he right? Yeah, he be, he beat me by he beat me by two. And then so the next day I came back and I was like, oh, but oh, that game went hard. I, he he worked he worked. If you beat me, you work for that. And you yeah. deserve that. So you earned it. So I came back and I was like, yo, let's play again. He was like, no, yeah. you require too much energy for me to play. And that's kind of <laughs> like a no, but that's kind of like a mental state. Like that's the reason why I don't hoop anymore like that. Mm-hmm. And I understand where Andre Ward is coming from. Yep. Because sometimes it takes too much to get to the point yeah. where you are great. Yeah. It is really a lot. And it's not just physical. It's mental. You have to be mentally sharp yep. day in and day out. And it's a perfectionist and a professionalism Kinda that you have to you. have like that. Kind of sunned you. No, he didn't. Yeah. No, he, he didn't. didn't. He did. No, because he didn't want to play after that. Yeah. He knew better. Hey, because look. Did he look, never look. come back to the court? <laughs> no, we haven't, we haven't played. We no haven't one's played seen since him then. since. <laughs> nah, he can't. Nah, it was funny. It's like I He's played He's a head him, coach for I his daughter's junior company. <laughs> Yeah, then I, we played a, we played a while after that, you know, a little three on three and stuff like that. And we still had a good time when we split those games too. But one on one, no, that was the only game we that played. That was the only game ever, yeah. He knew better. He knew better. He, he, knew, he knew better, man. Hey, uh, I, he knew better. That's, that's, all I'm, that's all I'm just saying. So this is the first time we've done it. Usually we do it a lot more uh, leading up to different things. But this time we're getting close to the grudge match. So I'm going to have to say 23 days, 22 hours, 38 minutes is what's left until – the well, big fight. What was it? Two weeks ago when I told you I had something really important that I wanted to tell you about this fight. Uh-huh. And he was like, write it down. Make sure you forget. I make sure you don't this, forget, but yeah. I think about this every day. Uh, yeah. And I have my same perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a little bit different. And, I, and I'm excited to express to you and to the world what I think about this. And I promise you're never going to see it coming. Yeah. So save your pick. Oh, we're not even close to that. Oh yet. no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not telling you nothing. Okay, but what you? What do you? What? I got a couple things about this fight. We're going to talk about. Okay, what? Judges have been decided. Only one fight. Only one judge returning from the previous fight, and that was Dave Moretti, who scored at one fifteen, one thirteen, triple G. The other two was uh, Steve Weissman and something another Jewish name, Fieldman something. You know, I think they should have did all three brand new judges. I wouldn't even brought nobody back from the same thing. I, I agree. 100% I don't. I don't want you. the. I don't want the perspective to be swayed from the last fight, yep. knowing that hey, yep. Triple G, hey, Triple G should have won that last fight. Let me may hey, and, let and me and give I'm him this say, round. Even though bias. everybody thought he was the judge who got it right, he doesn't need that mind state walking that, in. Uh-uh, uh-uh, Not at all. Uh-uh. All brand new judges. So I thought they messed up with this. I understand what they tried to do, but no, clean slate. Yep. Make everybody on there honest. Hey. Got another LA bird, then so be it. But at the same time, no, I think they. You don't want that pressure and Ev added anything on because you're going to see what expected. And even if he gets it, say he gets anything wrong with this fight. What if he's the draw? What if he's the draw? Mm-hmm. What we don't know what that mindset and what he kind of way that he played into this fight. So I, I Dave Moretti yeah. is a name though. Uh, so far, he doesn't have any blemish blemishes on his record as a ref. Yeah, uh, as a judge, and and one of the things that make that easy for judges, you're one of three. Now so. I'm just now, but <laughs> you have to just okay. have the best opinion out of three. But now you. You're one of three judges, but at the same time, is the distinction between you and the last fight is you. Yeah. So how are they going to judge you on how you judge both of those fights? Do you think judges get mad at other judges? Like, what fight are you watching? Like, you know, you yell. Do you think Dave Moretti yelled at Adelaide Bird like, "Hey, were you just on your phone the whole time? What were you doing?" 
You're lucky your husband, Robert, and like raise his hand at her. Okay, maybe not raise his hand at her, but you know what I'm saying. Can't do that. I'm going to say no, because I'm pretty sure they're going to probably protect each other like the police department. You think so? What are we talking about? Judges? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, they're probably going to they're probably gonna back, the, back the blue on that. Yeah. They're probably going to, you because you're not going to throw anybody under the bus. It's no. just like when somebody comes into your work. You, you may be wrong. Do you think but L.A. Bird was like pleading her case to the other judges? Like, no, that was too bad. Yeah. You can't, that, that, you had one of the worst scorecards in one of the worst and one of the biggest fights of all yeah. time. Yeah, of this era. Of this era. Of this era. Like that was for that sure. was uncalled for. Uncalled and for. you robbed Triple G of a victory. Yes. You robbed somebody yes. of a victory. Yes. You personally. You personally. Guess who the ref is? And somebody's protesting it. I saw who the ref was, but I forgot who was it. My man Tony Weeks. Tony Weeks is <laughs> weak ass weeks. Now who's protesting it? Uh Triple G's camp. Because of uh, everybody thinks the theory. Well, okay, the theory is is because of the outcome of the Kovalev Ward two fights, because of the the, the the non low blows called. It is were there it is. were there low blows? He didn't think so. First of all, there's no distinction when you get hit in your balls, bro. Yeah, you drop. You you drop. You don't just oh. sir. You don't just you don't bend. You don't yeah. bend over. You, you take a at, knee if you, you got that. You don't look at the ref like oh. Yeah. You gotta you be like. Gotta drop, you gotta so we're not gonna to talk the about ground. that. You gotta flop. You gotta flop it. And just and, like and we talked. And just like we talked about that fight. Take your gloves. Try to cup your cup when, your stuff. When Andre Ward thought he was a little bit low, he stepped back and looked at the ref like, "Hey, did it? No, nobody said. All right, I'm gonna keep going. Uh, so, <laughs> look." No, I'm what saying that. It, First of it, all, what if it had been like, you know, step back and then like to wink at each other? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, not like that. But why not Steve Willis, man? Steve that's Willis true. needs to be. Uh, look, that's the most unbiased ref out there and the most entertaining, <laughs> man. Look, Steve Willis needs to be in all major championship fights because sometimes oh, he's even man. better than the right. fight itself. Exactly. Ooh, his reaction. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Oh. Yeah, so. Now, we mentioned the undercard of this fight. How do you feel about it now since everything's official for it? So, here, you want to go through the undercard? Yeah. Uh, the, I already so, know it off the top of my head. Okay, who? The first one is probably going to be uh, Jaime Munguia versus Brandon Cook. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of to have Jaime Munguia on the big stage of that. I don't know too much about Brandon Cook. He's got, he's got, a, puncher, he's got a puncher's record. You know, uh, so this looks like they're they're trying to sell it as a brawl. Let's pull up Brandon Cook. Let's see how many punches. How let's see how many knockouts versus fights he's had. What's that ratio? What's that percentage that we're looking at? Now, don't go to fantasy sports because you will find the opposite looking of a Brandon Cook. Mm, let me see. This is the kind of Brandon Cook you would think do crimes on Wall Street. I want to say. Bad boy Brandon Cook. He's twenty and one. Thirteen knockouts. Ugly looking guy oh, yeah. from Canada. So is that is that uh, what's his name? Dorf from uh, Blade One. Stephen Dorf. Yeah. That, it looks like Stephen. It looks like Stephen Dorf. Actually, yes. So when you couldn't awaken the La Magra, you <laughs> turned to boxing. Hey. Like I knew that went off the top. Of you, my do. Head. Yeah. you do. You do. So. You do. Good. Of course, you know who the black superheroes are. Very familiar with that one, right? You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. So. I, <laughs> I mean, his box rack looks like a mugshot. <laughs> Uh, he'll he, he, like, he looks like he should, his photo should be on a dry erase board. His photo kind of looks like he's Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> it's last known footage <laughs> before the show. Anyway, so 
Uh, uh, this I'm, interested be, in, I'm interested in that. This is a showcase moment for Jaime Munguia. Uh He wasn't too stellar looking against Liam Smith, which everybody thought he was going to be able to dominate. No, it was good for what it was. Liam Smith made that fight exactly what it yeah. was. The way that you thought you lied and thought you knew what you were talking about and how Conor McGregor made Floyd fight well, that way or whatever, yeah. that's what Liam Smith – actually. that's what you should have said for Liam Smith and how he fought Jaime Munguia. I <laughs> – the fact Continue. that you compare the Continue. shows that I'm right. <laughs> Continue. Now, I don't, don't piss me off again. Next, <laughs> I don't want to walk one, out. The next one is better be an exciting fighter. I'll be PO'd. And that's going to be David Lemieux and the Irish kid, O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan. Oh, Spike, Spike O'Sullivan. Spike O'Sullivan. I'm a fan of that. I am too. I am I'm a too. fan of that. I am too. This looks like this should be a brawl. And, I don't, and I'll be very upset if Spike's O'Sullivan. Spike O'Sullivan. I'll be so mad if he like tries to box this guy. He better brawl him out and get a dominating win. But so far, I'm, so far those two matches, period, as the undercards are yeah. already better than any one of Canelo's undercards on there. So definitely better than the last Triple G Canelo underground for sure. But uh, Spike O'Sullivan, this is a guy they they want to fight Canelo or Triple G. I don't think he wants to fight Canelo or Triple G. He's not very vocal about it at all. You want a career, and you don't yeah. want to get you don't want to get lost in the shuffle. So yeah. just wait. If it if it just so happens that all the chips falls where they may, and it's just like you're the last man yeah. standing to fight Canelo. <laughs> all right, I'll take the fight, but it's not something yeah. you really yeah. want to. Sneak. You think he's got to be like, ah, oh, shit. Hey, you ever heard the saying, "Knock on the devil's door, door <laughs> enough, and he'll answer." He'll answer, yep. I don't want to knock, man. Yeah. I, I don't. Sometimes you just don't need to approach that. I house. know what happens when he answers, and that's what's going to happen with this one here. So we'll see what happens. Spike O'Sullivan's going to go on there. Uh, next is uh, Ray Beltran versus Jose Pedraza coming up this weekend. No, 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 no. The other. We got go, one more. No, we, we have one more. We got a little bit more time, but I'm we talking about the other for, for the undercard. For the that's that's the only one of the ones. No, oh, man. What is it? Chocolatito. Oh, that's right. He makes his return. He's got his yeah. work visa. Yeah. Who's he fighting? I forgot who he's fighting, but. But he's on the other card. He's on right. the other card. I didn't like that. What? I didn't like Chocolatito being on this other card. I don't either. I think they're rushing it out. Not um, even just rushing it out, but I'm like, he ain't earned it. Hey, you ain't earned it, bruh. Mm -hmm. You ain't, you got Juan Francisco Estrada. We got all those up. We got all those cats around they're that way. If you're literally pouring him out for this one, trying to put him back in the spotlight. Just, just, just milking his name. This is what Top Rank did to Manny Pacquiao. I went through went through all those all undercards, so I can say that I don't yep. think he deserved it. So, no. but still entertaining nonetheless. So we'll see what Chocolatito comes back for. Do we have enough for 26 of all time? Or are we gonna say that for next week? Yes, we do. Okay. So let's go through that first, and then we'll talk about what's going on this weekend with Greg Beltran. All right. Now I have the list in front of me. Now you just want to start going through this? Yeah. So if you guys then if you guys were on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle One Hundred One, I had put up a list of what was the NewArena.com ranked the twenty six greatest boxers of all time? Now. What we do at Square Circle, we argue everything and we disagree with everything, and we always claim we're right because we are. Now, whenever I do a lot of rankings, the only one that I could for sure say, like even when I talk about my albums, I'll say, yeah, this is my top ten, this is my top seven. But I can't. But I like, your, I I like, I like I your top five on Twitter too, by the way. Oh, you, you like five oh, five, five my five out, out of that pick, out yeah. of those picks, yeah. I so, stood at that. I looked at the thing for like 20 minutes. It was, it was a tough one. Yeah. So I could never put them in actual order. My order has always been Wu-Tang Forever just because mm -hmm. it's double disc mm -hmm. and it's Dark and Hell's Hot. That's one and two. And then Clips, Lord Will, and number three. That's yeah. three. 
anything after that that I pick is just it depends on what day it is. Yeah. So when you do the 26 greatest boxers of all time, I don't see how you could rank these. I don't see. I really. I, this should I don't only be have, like a leaked list. Yeah. Like, like you should go back and re and redo it like every day. They. It would drive me nuts. I couldn't do it. Yeah. So at number 26, they had Julio Cesar Chavez, senior. I, I'm See, pretty sure we don't need that distinction, but which just, deserves just in somewhere in this ranking. I don't know about 26. That, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's what makes this list mm-hmm. funny because, like, yes, you know he'd be there, but you'd that, be blast. Yeah, you'd be run out if, if Bernard there. Hopkins at 25, respectable, respectable. But at the same time, is we were talking about the last unified champ, mm-hmm. one of the last unified champs at that time. So what holds that? You know, but. Julio Cesar Chavez went 87 and 0 for his first, you know, bet, you know, 87 bouts. Mm-hmm. Taxi drivers are not. So like he did some incredible. So, you know, those, all, those kind of things always are just like, you know, how do you, how do you weigh that? Mm-hmm. Ezra Charles. I'm very familiar with him. So they have his Definitely overall. Definitely deserves somewhere in that ranking. 95 and 25 with 52 KOs. That's when the fighters were real fighters. Mm-hmm. So you guys got to go look at this list because mm-hmm. it's, it's, you do your research on your own. We don't have enough time to actually go through all these. 23, Manny Pacquiao. Yep. Of course. So. Then after that is Joe Frazier at 22. And then another one that, that is always going to be in the all-time great talk. And yeah. this is a guy that you don't even need to see the footage to know. The na- Everything speaks for itself. This is, this is one of those names that word of mouth always continues. Now, even though like some of the older fighters like over 100 years ago have the 150-plus you know, wins. Over 100 years ago. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, yeah. Because literally, literally a hundred years ago, we can watch ago. footage of from a hundred years ago <laughs> in my hand. So, like Frazier, thirty-two and four with twenty-seven knockouts. Who are his losses to? Uh, Muhammad Ali. Two of them. Is it Charles? No, 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 no. I'm talking about Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier. Okay. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Twice. Twice. Uh, Rocky Marciano. No. 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 Joe Frazier. I don't know. Muhammad Ali. That's it. No, Muhammad Ali. He's four losses, man. George Foreman. Oh, sorry. Was was one of them. I didn't look up who the third, the <laughs> okay, other okay, third okay. losses to. Um, but I'm just saying, come on, you remember that getting punched in the back of his head while he was galloping? That's come right. on, man. After so, that, it's gonna be marvelous Marvin Hagler. Hagler, who gets always, you know, he gets caught up in the shuffle of like one of the greatest two rounds of boxing, yeah. uh, you know, of Three all time. With, uh, Three rounds uh, with uh, everything. Hitman yeah, with Hitman Herm. So. Also lost to Sugar Ray Leonard mm-hmm. as well. Sugar Ray Leonard was very masterful. This is one of those ones, though, where everybody, uh, a lot, majority of the fans and boxing public thought Marvelous Marvin Hagler won the fight. And uh, he thought, he believed in conspiracies and he thought that he lost because they wanted to sell a rematch more. Could have. 62 and 3, 52 knockouts. Insane. Insane. Uh, next is going to be my man, famous. Is he more famous for boxing or more famous for grills? This generation grills. And not Nelly's grills either. So George Foreman, Mike Tyson before Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. can we call him that? Kind the of. hard, heavy-handed, hard hitter. Yep, scary, very scary. scary. Yeah. And then when he did he uh, revitalize, uh, rebranded himself. On there next is is going to be uh, number nineteen. We're going to just go through these real quick. Okay. So nineteen is going to be Willie Pep. This is a man I met. I've said many times I met him yep. on the day guy. Two hundred and twenty-nine and eleven. Insane. Insane. All right. Uh, so you want man, to he didn't had six or seven careers between some of these fighters, right. man. Archie Moore, number 18. 
Got 186 and 23 with 131 knockouts. It's an insane amount of fights. Hey, uh, and we got people nowadays getting the internet bullied. Right? That's insane. Number 17, Mike Tyson. So one of the we're gonna move on from this yeah. in a second, but one of the debates that me and my pops always talk about, and I've said it on the air many a times. I think Tyson beats Muhammad Ali. And my pops always says, Muhammad Ali got his best years taken from him. From the you know, from not going to the draft and all that. And I'm like, well, Tyson got his some of his best years taken from him as well. His was his and honestly, and his best years were taken from him mentally before he even yeah. went to jail exactly. as well, too. So exactly. we saw somebody who was more dominant. And, of course, I'm valiant for him because he is my favorite fighter of all time. But he's – we talk about somebody who never really had a prime. Yeah. He's, Mike Tyson has never had a prime. Yeah. And, and he's everyone's favorite. Close. He's like the Patrice O'Neal. He's what I always say YouTube was invented for. Yeah, exactly. Barry Sanders, Mike Tyson, like Mike Vick. Yep. Barry, uh, Vince Carter, yep. Michael Jordan, like that's what YouTube is meant for. Yep. Like for every sport, it's just like, exactly. all right, you're Tyson gonna look, you yeah. look. You're if you want to watch all fights, then you're gonna watch you know Muhammad Ali as far as like yep. that. But if you're gonna watch like highlights and clips, Mike Tyson's where you're gonna do it. Jack Dempsey, number seventeen or can 16. I, can, sixteen. And then I said I got your man Roy Jones, and number fifteen, probably one of the greatest, definitely one of the greatest of all time. Roy Jones is the man. Yes. Then Harry Greb after that, not too fam- not too familiar with. Um, the first thing I see is plagued by rampant racism. So we're going to move on from Harry Greb. But uh, 261. Uh, 17 nine, and 48 KOs, man. Dang, 19 draws. Wow. That's some kind of record. My man Jack Johnson, number 13. 73 and 13 with 40 KOs. Benny Leonard. Never heard of him. So let's see. We got 89, 6, 1, and 4, 70 KOs. We, got, we might have to ask a Square Circle 101 boxing historian about that. We about him, Eddie yeah. Leonard. He'd be like, yeah, I remember Eddie Leonard from the He's a man. Hey, that, and that guy owes me 30 bucks, man. You <laughs> tell him when I see him. Hey, you seen him? Eddie? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Sam. Sam Lang- Sammy Langford. So that name is really familiar with me. 180 about 180 wins, 29 knockouts, 128, um, 29 losses, 128 KOs. The next, I actually met this guy, uh, Gene Tunney. Oh, no, not Gene Tunney. I'm very familiar yeah. with him as, as far from, um, just from uh, my dad itself. Uh, I remember him talking about you know the house historian, and then Lennox Lewis, who's definitely to me one of the top five, possibly greatest heavyweights of all time. Yeah, and we and remember I told you we had a conversation probably mm-hmm. like you know 20 episodes ago where my boy called me and he said Lennox Lewis is you know arguably the greatest heavyweight of all time, and I was like there is. There is a debate for that. Yep. There is a huge debate for that. I mean, big you know, debate. For a forty-one and two with thirty-two knockouts. I'm a very big fan of Mike Tyson, but I can't rank him above Lennox Lewis. Understandable. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and see, that's why that's why mm-hmm. this is so perfect, and this is why it's good to talk about. Then we got Henry, Henry Armstrong. Armstrong. So we've mentioned him many times on here. Hundred and fifty-one and twenty-one with hundred and one KOs, man. Mm. Hands of Stone is next. Roberto Duran. Who's got a uh, well into his 80s, I think. I'm just joking. 103, 16, 70 KOs. That dude probably, I bet you he hit like a truck. Hands of Stones is your nickname. It must be. Number six, Money. Money Mayweather. R- respectably. Number six possibly deserves to be higher up. Let's see. With number five, Rocky Marciano. I think that could be a thing where he's placed above Floyd because he did it first. 
I personally wouldn't put him above Floyd at greatest of all time. No. Just because I mean the thing, and that's where it's debate. That's where it's debatable, too. And you talk about the style, fan friendly, all that. Rocky Marciano, hey, forty nine. He's over. got a good name, Rocky Marciano. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's Rocky Marciano. That's they won. That's they won. And but hey, forty nine zero with forty three KOs. I so. would not put this number four above either one of those guys, though. Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. Me neither. Can't do it. Can't do it. Me neither. Like Leonard, love his style. He was he was the Floyd before Floyd. He mm-hmm. set the blueprint for that. That's Thirty-six correct. and three with twenty-five knockouts. But you know what though? This boy boxed beautifully. Then we got Joe Lewis up there. Sixty-six, three, fifty-two KOs. Definitely, definitely deserves somewhere in that top five spot as far as everything else read about him. And then arguably probably the greatest fighter of all time at number two, Sugar Ray Robinson, 173, mm-hmm. 19. 108 KOs, six draws, two no contests. Insane. Insane. And then we already went through this list, so you already know who number one, the GOAT. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. So that, that needs That's to know that. So, like, under, under, understandable for those two. And you know what's really funny? So, me and my brother, we discussed the NBA Top 50. We mm-hmm. discussed the NBA Top 50. And then you got to revise that. We talk about how we got to revise that list. And, in a lot of, and when you think of back in the day, when you think back in the day, of like the George Mike and days, he was like, you know, some of these, you got to get some of these white guys out of there because they weren't allowing black guys to play at this time. So you're ranked up there off pure nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Boxing's not like that. Mm-hmm. Black people were fighting back then too. So yeah. like all these, all the white guys is in here from back in the day. I respect that. Mm-hmm. I respect them being in here for that. That's and, right. and that's when they had no problem seeing black people fight, you know? So that was, um, Especially I think that was a good they found list. out there was money in it. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is for, for everybody. For yeah. everybody. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, it took all the way up. Well, fortunately, and not unfortunately. This unfortunately, you know it took how a, it, great there's a way Muhammad that, Ali was. Five, 56 and five. Five losses. Mm-hmm. And you still have him ranked number one. I don't know if he deserves number one, but he's definitely in that top top 10 talk for sure. It's, it's more, sure. if he was silent, he wouldn't be in the top 26. Self-proclaimed grope. Yeah. If he wouldn't be in the top 26 if he was quiet, but his, his out of the ring his his ring his world generalship not ring his world generalship is what got him into that that's how that's how he controlled the, the media and the masses that's a and that's the reason why the he is, is the intro of our show the champ is here now we got one fight to talk about this weekend and that's going to be Ray Beltran versus Jose Pedraza just snuck up on us i wasn't ready for it. i didn't even know that was a fight this weekend but it's a great matchup really? Ray Beltran is going to win you think so too big yeah. too strong yeah cuz Pedraza is going up in weight he had a great fight against Robert Easter, right? No. No, Javante Davis Javante when he Davis. got that's when he got knocked out. That's right. That's, that's right. Got, Six, yeah, seven, eight a, rounds or something yeah. like that when he got when he lost the title mm-hmm. or, or didn't get a chance to win. Hey, man, we, I'm still going with the man with the story and trying to get his green card. He's calling out Lomachenko. And uh, I think he has the size to do it, but I don't know if he's got the skill Skills to keep or up. Skills speed to do it. Exactly. So, so that's, that's at least we got some boxing this weekend I'm looking forward to. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com, forward Square Circle 101, or hit us up on Instagram at Square Circle 101. And what was your advice to men about women again? What was that quote? Stop getting distracted by things that have nothing to do with your goals. Don't argue with that, girl, if you got, if you got something to do. Right? Don't do it. Don't do it. If... If you know it's easy, just 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 make the easy text and move on. You know what I'm saying? Don't pursue it. That's my advice to you. That's the quote. One more time. What is it? Stop getting distracted by things that have nothing to do with your goals. That's right. Only STDs. Make sure you focus on that and avoid them. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I love it. Man, I'm out. I'll see y'all next week. See you.